in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Today, a Texas state court could block an abortion ban on some types of pregnancies. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. Five women are suing the state after being denied abortions. They say they had serious pregnancy complications, and some of them said they almost died because of that. The lawsuit filed says the Texas law is creating confusion among doctors, and they want clarification. They say that the law is written vaguely and has made medical professionals afraid of facing liability if the state does not consider the situation a medical emergency. And we spoke to one of the women back in March. Her name is Anna Zagarian, and she says that she always wanted to be a mom. But a complication in her pregnancy meant her child would not survive, and her doctors told her that their hands were tied. My heart broke into a million pieces. I didn't even know a pain like that could exist. The court will also hear arguments now from the state to possibly dismiss the case. It's a two-day hearing today and tomorrow. It starts at 9 o'clock this morning at the Travis County Courthouse. And when we go in depth here, in the months after Roe v. Wade was overturned, the number of abortions in Texas dropped by more than 99%. And according to the Texas Health and Human Services Commission, in the first half of 2022, more than 17,000 abortions were performed across the state. That number went down to just 85 in total between July and December, a 99.5% decrease from the first six months of the year. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good morning to everyone watching at home. Good morning to those listening on, on the podcast. We've got another hot day in store, unfortunately. Today's going to look and feel very similar to what we had yesterday. Live look outside from our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies weather camera. Granite Shoals, a clear sky, as is most of us under a clear sky to start the day. And you'll notice the temperature is not too far from what we had yesterday morning at this time either. Upper 70s to low 80s. 81 in Austin, 82, Lano in Burnett, 81 in LaGrange. So given the fact that the numbers look about the same to start, we can expect the numbers to look about the same to finish, which means we'll get right back up to 107 today. That's 10 degrees hotter than normal. That's also going to trigger a heat advisory for us here in the Austin metro. Kind of a mix of heat advisories and excessive heat warnings again, but plenty of sunshine if you're going to be maybe sitting poolside today out on the lake. Heat alerts will continue for the next couple of days, it looks like. I'm going to show you when we're expected to break records. We're also going to give you an update on a weekend rain chance that we've been advertising. Got some new data that is pointing towards some slight adjustments in those numbers. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about here coming up in a few minutes. And thank you for that. We are following some breaking news from overnight to the developments that continue in a wildfire that has already burned 45 acres in Buda. At last update, the fire department says it's about 85% contained. Some crews stayed out overnight. Others are going to join them later this morning at 8 o'clock. And they also say that firefighters and aircraft helped save 17 buildings. Dozens trying to improve that containment line right now on the edge of the fire. Investigators say it started with a homeowner cutting something with a saw. Those sparks catching nearby grass on fire. Crews were called out to the Ruby Ranch Road uh, area a little after one yesterday afternoon. 
All Hayes County Emergency Service Districts came out to assist the Butte Fire Department. Starflight also making some water drops. Yeah, quite the active scene. Officials with Texas A&M Forest Service say that no buildings are damaged. That's the good thing. They did evacuate, though, four homes nearby just out of caution to make sure that they were not in danger. But everybody is okay in that area. Officials are warning, though, to make sure you take all necessary precautions if you are working outside. One couple who lives right by the fire says they never expected to see it this close to home. Got here as quick as I could and then realized that there was actually flames behind us. I called my son I'm like, you need to grab this and this and this. Do we have our birth certificates? Where are, where are all these things? Folks really need to be careful if they're going to be doing anything outside uh, that involves creating a spark in any way, whether it's, you know, uh, driving, you know, a hot engine in tall grass, uh, you know, or, or chainsawing, using heavy equipment and machinery. Uh, you got to be careful. You got to have a water source, fire extinguisher, uh, and you need to probably do those activities early in the morning when it's less hot and that humidity is higher. Digging deeper into the state's wildfire threat, we have a real-time look at the current fires burning across Texas. And it shows us here, when you see these little red dots, these are all the fires that are burning here, including the Ruby Ranch fire. Forest Service just raised the wildland fire preparedness level due to the current and expected wildfire activity across parts of the state. We saw a wildfire last week in Llano County, the Moore Peak fire growing quickly, burning 700 acres before firefighters put it out. Meantime, Hayes County is under a burn ban. As of yesterday, so are Travis and Williamson County. You'll find a running list of other counties in our area with similar restrictions on our website, kxan.com. Okay, the U.S. national in North Korea custody, we've learned is an American soldier that was on his way back here to Texas. The Army says private second class Travis King was being sent home for violating part of a security agreement. He would have returned to Fort Bliss, Texas. And while being escorted at the airport, officials say that he bolted and blended in with a group of tourists bounded for the demilitarization zone. This individual clearly had a plan to run across the line, broke away from the group, ran across the line. And once they do that, uh, there's no one on the U.S. side that is authorized to cross that line to retrieve him. Well, next on the Today Show, the latest reporting on the troubled U.S. soldier who is being detained in North Korea. A new worry from groups fearing equity could be compromised in the city of Austin. Why they say millions of dollars could be at stake. Any answers from a social media expert on a question a lot of people are asking. Is Threads really a rival to Twitter? Welcome back, everyone. Austin City Council is meeting today for a work session, and the city manager is going to present the budget to the mayor and city council. After that, council is going to ask questions and get specific briefings on parts of the budget. Yeah, looking at this, some community organizations feel like diversity, equity, those are under attack right now at the city level. The new budget draft plan proposes Austin's equity office be merged with some other offices. And as Jayla Washington reports, some say that would make it tougher to hold the city accountable. Does that mean it's already happened? On the steps of City Hall where a big change is on the horizon. It doesn't start mentioning the equity office until page 42. Monica Guzman with Go Austin, Vamos Austin is just one of the leaders of more than 50 organizations worried about equity. It is proposed to collapse the equity office and office of civil rights and move it into the 
civic and business equity department. She says it could completely change the department's ability to do what it was created to do. The need is to be independent and they can't afford to have any potential conflict of interest, especially if they're doing an assessment on the department that they're in. So the equity office has been around for nearly a decade and if you look on their website, you'll find a list of some of the resources and more about their equity action team. But really what all of this comes down to is serving as the watchdog essentially for city departments, making sure that everything is fair and equitable. Austin City Manager says the proposed restructuring, which would merge the equity office with the Office of Civil Rights and Small Minority Business Resources Department, would actually provide it more resources being a part of a larger department. These people here help create the equity office and the equity tool. Still, these organizations are distrusting of the city's intentions. There was no announcement about this. It was embedded in the budget. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. City is expected to finalize its budget next month. Still ahead, why a woman says she had to call a retired Austin police officer for help after seeing a car hit a man on a bike. How the Capitol attacks and a classified documents case comes into play as former President Trump is under federal investigation. Good morning, a live look outside from our Granite Shoals camera. You can see a few stars up there in the sky as we kick off this Wednesday morning very early here. I uh, want to get to your news. And a woman says she was on hold with 911 for so long, she called a retired police officer for help after seeing a man hit while riding his bike. This happened early Sunday morning on South Lamar and Toomey Road, just south of the river. She says when she and other bystanders couldn't get through to 911, she called Ken Cassidy. That may sound familiar, that name. He's a retired Austin Police Department officer and former president of the Austin Police Union, and she wanted his help. Well, soon as possible wasn't good for this young man because every minute was another breath that he was going to be without. Police say the 911 call that ultimately got through for this case was on hold for about three minutes. The cyclist went to the hospital with serious injuries. APD says once the first unit was assigned to the case, crews got to the intersection in four minutes. And as Austin's 911 staffing issues continue, what are other cities doing about it? As we reported last October, San Antonio police added about 100 new call takers between 2017 and 2018, following a study commissioned by that city, which confirmed more staff members were needed. That move helped drop call answer times from eight seconds down to one. And operators were answering 95% of emergency calls within 15 seconds. By comparison, Austin's 15-second answer rate was about 80% in August and September. And to maintain staff, San Antonio PD said the city enacted two raises last year, a 5% one in March and a 7% raise in October. In other news, summer movie season is in full swing with the new blockbuster films and a pairing that nobody saw coming. In just a handful of days, two of the most anticipated films of the year are hitting theaters with Barbie and Oppenheimer. While one might think the audiences for these two movies could be complete opposites, the hype for what's being called Barbenheimer has exploded. <laughs> AMC is saying more than 40,000 fans have bought tickets for the double feature and plan to see the films back to back. 
Coming up on today, how the two very different films are causing quite a stir online. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in both. What about yes. you? Yeah, yeah, for Say, sure. Awesome. For sure. I, what I love most about this is this is what our movie theaters needed. You yes. know, they right. needed two big blockbusters that's going to drive all sorts of people to the movie theaters after mm -hmm. such a rough couple of years for them. So this is, I think, going to be a really good thing. Yeah. I'm excited. And you're going, right? You're going to Barbie? I'm going to Barbie. And I was going to actually text Erica, our traffic expert, and tell her they opened up some new showings. By the time uh, I did, they had already sold out. So I'll I know it's it. going really fast. <laughs> but um, let me know if you see the other ones too. Oppenheimer. I'm, yeah, I'm looks good. Intrigued. Looks real good. And really, we're talking movie theater weather. Get yourself inside <laughs> a nice AC, uh, chilled down movie theater if you can, because unfortunately, this heat will continue all the way into next week. We start with a live look outside. I'm taking you up to Round Rock. The view from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather cam just right off I-35 here. You can see it is clear, maybe a little bit of ruffling there with the palm fronds. We've got some winds coming out of the south, anywhere from 5 to 10 miles per hour. Currently sitting at 81 in downtown Austin, but the humidity brings us up to a feels-like temperature of 86. Humidity mixes out nicely in the afternoon, so that's why I'm no longer showing you the heat index uh, next to the temperatures, because the heat index, even yesterday, was actually a little cooler, relatively speaking, compared to those ambient air temperatures. So, still going to be hot, 107, just relatively dry air sitting on top of us for the later part of the day. Here's a look at those afternoon highs anywhere from 102 to 108. I'll tell you, Austin, that 107 is likely to break the daily record high we set just last year of 106, but it's also likely to do something else. Right now, we've seen nine consecutive days of 105 or hotter here in Austin. Today would be day 10, and that would mean we've never been this hot this long here in Austin ever since we've been writing this stuff down over 130 years. So this is an unprecedented heat wave that we've been dealing with here in July. The heat advisories, the excessive heat warnings will continue through 8 p.m. tonight. Likely to see a few of those actually get repeated again tomorrow. But obviously you can see why 107 today, 106 tomorrow, likely to tie the record Thursday, uh, tie or break on Friday. Unfortunately, with the new data this morning, I was promising you a weekend update but it's not a good update. Our rain chances are looking slim to none now, Saturday and Sunday. High pressure still scoots over. I'm just not seeing a whole lot of confidence that we're going to get what we need in the way of rain. So it's only a 10% chance of an isolated storm Saturday, Sunday. Sunshine and unfortunately some even hotter temperatures return early next week. Kristen, thank you. The Texas Office, Office of Inspector General is looking into claims from a Houston Chronicle report, and it alleged state troopers, DPS, were told to deny migrants drinking water and then push them back into the Rio Grande. And the Department of Public Safety denies this. It denies these troopers were ordered to do it. However, the report says a trooper sent an email to a sergeant earlier this month detailing some of the things witnessed in Eagle Pass. This is that same area where troopers started installing these, the buoys in the water in the river. At least a dozen Democratic lawmakers, including local Congressman Lloyd Doggett and Greg Kassar, asking to halt Operation Lone Star. They want these claims investigated. It's not a surprise, but it is shameful and it has to stop. These illegal practices, these inhumane practices have to be stopped by the governor. And if not by the governor, then they can be stopped by President Biden. 
The governor's office, DPS, and Texas Military Department issuing a joint statement. They insist there is no directive or policy instructing troopers to act as claimed in that Houston Chronicle report, saying, quote, all personnel are prepared to detect and respond to any individual who may need water or medical attention, adding that personnel use verbal warnings and signage to direct migrants to use ports of entry. Well, one day we saw millions of people rushing to sign up for Meta's newest social media app, Threads. It launched less than two weeks ago, rivaling Twitter. Yep, so I sat down with a branding expert and St. Edwards University alum for a closer look at social media fatigue and Threads' impact on Twitter. All right, Tyler, let's talk a little bit about Threads. It launched and it's been called the Twitter killer. You as an expert, is that what's happening here? Look, Sally, it's really hard to say this early on, but if we continue at the pace we're currently pacing at, it very well might be. We saw 5 million users in the first four hours. As of this morning, we have over 100 million signups, um, which is already 28% of Twitter's user base of 350 million. So we expect this pace to slow down, obviously, uh, as new signups diminish, but it very well could be Elon Musk's biggest nightmare. Is it one of just those things where it's another thing that you got to keep up with when it comes to social media? Uh, look, I'll be honest, even as a brand manager and social consultant, I dread getting on a new platform too. Like, mark my words, I don't love getting on new platforms and, and learning them and, and those type of things. But what I will say is this is just the natural progression of marketing trends. If we don't track trends and stay on top of them, the rest of the world is going to pass us by as a brand or individual. So the unfortunate answer is yes. I want to get into your head a little bit and talk about how this war of words is happening right now with Elon Musk and Zuckerberg, and it's on Twitter. Is that smart of Elon to do to start this kind of um, war of words on Twitter, this platform so people can go on Twitter and see what he's saying about it? It has been very clear that Elon Musk is not a fan of threads. His organization filed suit um, last week against threads claiming that they infringed on their intellectual property rights. But what I will say here is Elon Musk is no stranger to personal brand, to general marketing, and he is no fool, right? This level of publicity centered around him and the figurehead of his biggest rival is quite genius in my opinion. Is it standard or traditional? Certainly not, but Elon Musk has never been one to take the status quo route. Thank you so much. Children are headed back to school next month, but Austin needs to hire dozens of crossing guards to help keep them safe as they go to and from school. City Safe Routes to School program hopes to hire about 35 crossing guards this summer. Program has seen more interest this year after city leaders approved a $20 an hour minimum wage for city employees. I mean, that's like $1,000 a month more for anyone that's, you know, wanting that little extra money. And this is a, a great, rewarding job. Both morning and afternoon shifts are available. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more details on the job, how to apply. All with this story at KXAN.com. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Texas Rangers limped into the All-Star break. They'd lost 8 of 11, but... That break served them well. Last night, back in Arlington, tried to make it five straight wins, taking on Tampa, best record in the American League. But Corey Seager 
takes it from 2 to 1 to 5 to 1 and they go on to win it 5-3 so they are now on a 5 game win streak Astros lose so Rangers lead is four and a half games. Out in Amarillo, Ivan Melendez, the former Longhorn great, got the call up a few days ago to double A, and he's making the most of it. Third game, third home run. But, well, last night he decided one home run, that's kind of boring. So how about this one? His second home run is a moonshot over his picture on the scoreboard, 471 feet for Melendez, playing for those Amarillo sod poodles. Back to the Rangers and the Astros, both Play afternoon games today. Tonight in Washington, D.C., MLS All-Star Game. Austin FC represented by John Gallagher. Impact you on KXAN News today. Where's the most... Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.